And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right. Well, our first fight of the night is Roman Van Rossmullen. Mm-hmm. Okay, who I have been in the ring with because he is a world champion kickboxer. The only two-division world champion glory has ever had. He was the lightweight and the featherweight champion at the same time. He took the featherweight title from Gabriel Varga, a guy we know very well, yes, we who we know how good he is. And he is a monster when it comes to a stand-up. His, his shots are heavy. His leg kicks are so damn hard. Every time I watch him kick, I go, ooh, that freaking hurt. And he is a guy who, he's been training MMA for five years. You know, you take it, he's already got two professional MMA fights. They're both from back in, I wanna say 2016 was the first one or so. And he's got two wins. He's actually gotten, you can see, how he goes about fighting his takedown defense. He's been training at Hard Knocks 365 this whole time. He is now living in Florida, training there because you know he comes from Holland, the Netherlands, and he is uh, just a mean fighter in the stand-up game. He's going against Chris Lecioni, who we know is a dynamite grappler, trains with Chael Sonnen, yep. so we know that's a problem for him. Okay, <laughs> but. Chris is, you know, Sunshine is a guy that he pulled off a big submission win in his last fight against a guy in, you know, Abjolani, who is good in the stand-up. Now, he's not as good as, as Ross Mullen, but he's good. Yeah. And Chris got that submission. So this is that classic striker versus grappler. The real question is how is Lencioni going to come out? How is he going to try? Because I don't think he's got the wrestling background to take Roman down with a, a normal wrestling shot, a double leg, single leg. Don't think it's going to happen. Roman's been working with too many guys that are too good at it. It's going to take something like an Iminari or something to get him to make the mistake to get him to the ground. But if he gets yeah. him to the ground, he's got a chance. Yeah, he is extremely powerful. He's got big hands. Big knees and kicks, which he doesn't use as much in, in MMA nope. because he doesn't want to get taken down. Yes. But outside, you guys, you're, I want you guys to understand, this is not a normal kickboxer who is afraid. Like He's really hard to take down. Yeah. After watching some of his fights, he had fought, um, I believe, like a, he was a Russian guy. I was watching him fight. He got taken down, was able to get back up to his feet, but he also made his opponent work for that takedown. And pay for it after. And when he got up, yeah. finished the fight, Big knees, big punch, big strikes. I mean, he's someone that just walks you down. And when I talk about a fire plug, I want you guys, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of, he kind of reminds me of a little bit bigger Jose Aldo. Maybe, maybe. Bigger Chad legs. Mendes. Yeah, bigger legs, obviously bigger legs. Yeah. But has that kind of style, just like I'm going to walk you a little bit and just bam, bam, bam. And he will force kick. you exactly where he wants yeah. you to be. He'll force you into areas. Now, I, I'm, I, every time I worked with him, it was in a kickboxing ring. But you know, I did I did multiple world championship fights with him as the champion, and he would, you know, a guy would come out and try to light him up because they knew oh, I got to get after him, and he would just sit there and take them all and and then just 
systematically start forcing a pressure and crushing distance on guys and they couldn't stop what he does and if he is anything like he was in the kickboxing ring in the cage you're looking at another guy that's similar to an israel adesanya as far as bringing those kickboxing skills over and guys not being able to take him down not being able to dictate where that fight's going to be and just getting destroyed well we've sunshine though has his workout cut out for him oh yeah he needs to get the takedown yep. he needs to but we did see in his last fight he didn't try to shoot what he tried to do is he tried to go right to the front headlock position try to snap him down try to get to the guillotine sometimes what that will do people when you go to the guillotine they'll try to raise their head up and then you can pull guard and go from there you can try to yank him down if they just basically go fighting the hands and dip their head down more then that makes it easier for you to head snap them forward mm -hmm. so he's got options but it's gonna be hard. I'm telling you right now, this, this is gonna be a tough fight for him. Yeah, you know, and um, I mean, he's coming off a great win. Yeah, I mean, a great win, and he, he's gone against guys like Claxton, who took him down, and he wasn't able to submit. And you know, just was the, in the fight the whole time, just yeah. never could find that submission. You know, and, and get the the whole, a hold of someone like Claxton. But in this fight, he he's got to figure out a way to to just close that distance and not get hurt in closing it. Do we do we see Varga versus Van Rossma in uh in, in MMA? I don't think Varga wants that. I'm just being honest as far as you know he doesn't have enough MMA experience right yeah. now. It would end up being a kickboxing match and you got to look at MMA gloves, I love it. Oh. Man, <laughs> I you know. It. Maybe Gamer would take it, you know, he might he might say, "Yeah, I want that back" because you know he he wasn't able to to beat Robin in kickboxing, and he's a phenomenal kickboxer. I love Gabriel Varga and what he can do. Very defensive fighter, very hard to hit, but with small gloves. Oof. Ooh. Thread the needle, baby. Uh, boom, boom. Yeah, there's not. A, it's a lot more difficult to be yeah. defensive. So that it would. He's one and zero at Bellator. Yeah. We'll see what we'll see after uh, Saturday night where Robin's at. Might be three and zero. Might be three and zero and one zero one and zero in Bellator. And on his way. Yeah. Who's next? Well, next one is the guy everyone knows, Mr. Notorious Nick Newell. <laughs> Going against Manny Morrow. And I think this is a fight that I like Manny. I've seen Manny fight many times. He's a tough guy, gritty guy. Just, in my opinion, doesn't have the skill set to stop what Nick Newell does. And the, and the other factor in this, this is where a lot of people, they lose sight of they think that Nick Newell has a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And in some ways he does when it comes to the stand-up, because mm -hmm. he, he really can't throw a punch. He can hit with an elbow, basically, but he's got that you know inability to punch with a hand. But man, when it comes to him, once he's able to close distance on you, you don't understand that what he does, because you couldn't work against somebody that does the same things he does. He's able to get a hold of things. He's able to hold on. He's able to create chokes. All the grappling that he does, if you have not been working with someone that is missing a part of their arm like Nick, you're never going to understand what he does. And now you are at a great disadvantage in the fight. He's that good on the ground. There was a guy that wrestled um, in junior college, and I, he wrestled one of my teammates. And he had he had no no legs. They were yeah. off of the knees. And his name was Cosmo. I can't remember his last name. Anyways, 
everyone thought he was at a disadvantage. Yeah. What people have to remember is that there's no legs to shoot on. There's that. And then on top of the fact that you're taking away half my weapons when I want to shoot on him. Now you're putting me into his world where he's got good risk control and where he builds up that strength all the time because that's his lifestyle. Yeah. He's had to live with that his whole life. He's learned to adapt. He knows what offensive He is he used to facing someone yeah. that is you. When you are we, not used to facing him. When we talk about people and they say, oh, I possess something that this fighter's never seen. Nick Nilda has that. Other fighters can't really say that. There's certain guys, okay, and people want to talk about John Jones, tall, long, lanky, but the new breed of guys are becoming that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's only, a, there's maybe like one or two guys in the world that can literally say like, he does something, I do something that that guy can't prepare for. You can't bring somebody in to mimic that nope. at my level. No fighter can say, I'm going to bring in a guy, it's Nick Newell, you know, that has, you know, it's going to mimic what Nick Newell does. Yeah, there's no guy. No can't one can happen. do that. Nope. So when and other that makes it hard. Say, yeah, when other fighters say that, I'm like, you guys don't get it. Okay? Yeah. Like, no one can do that. So no one can find a training partner that's going to be that. So that does pose a threat and a problem and an issue for his opponent. His opponent, man, just needs to figure out a way to, I think, keep this on the feet as long as he possibly can. Yep. Stay out of the clinch and anywhere near his neck. See, and it's weird. It's weird when you talk about the clinch, and this is what people don't understand. When we talk about clinch, you get an underhook on me. I got to start to take my hand and I bring my hand up and I start to dig down. Nick Noel doesn't do that. Yeah. It's a complete, he takes his arm and he takes it, he pushes it and spoon, and he's yeah. got his underhook and he slides it and he does things that other guys can't do because yeah. of the way he's built and it works. And when you're not used to stopping it because of how he does it, now you're trying to learn while you're in the cage fighting him. That's not a good place to be. And not to mention that he's extremely athletic. He's, he's, so, he's very well-rounded. He's athletic. He's got good kicks. He's got good push kicks. And he's extremely good on the ground. Yep. You know? And what I also liked, what I saw a little bit from him in his last fight, is that he's also not afraid, like you said, with the pummeling inside. He's not afraid to go ahead and hit that standing uh, arm triangle. Yeah. He hits that standing arm triangle, like he, he can end up taking you down and finish you from there, or he can finish you from the feet. And guys don't know how to defend from that position. But they're not used to that. And there's nothing to like try and fight out of. <laughs> You know, there's nothing you can grab. You can't grab the wrist, can't grab the hand. There's nothing for you to defend off that. Yeah. So, I honestly, like, I think uh, it's going to be a tough fight for me. I think, I think Nick Newell comes in and performs lights out. I mean, yep. first off, plus he's got the crowd behind him. This is his home state. Home, home, this is hometown fight for him. You can't ask for anything more, no. man. Everyone in that arena is going to be going crazy yep. for Nick. They all that. love him. Last time you, we were in Bridgeport. You, you know that pumps you. Yes. Yeah. Makes you feel good. That's good. Next one, we got my, my, my guy. I love this kid, Patchy Mix, Patrick Mix against Isaiah Chapman. Patchy Mix came into Bellator undefeated. He's been undefeated as an amateur at 10 and 0. He's undefeated as a professional at 11 and 0. I may be wrong with one of those. He may be like, I think he's 22 and 0. So I may have 11 and 0 or 12 and 0. It's one of those, but I think he's 22 and 0 overall in his MMA career, both amateur and professional. And when Bellator brought him in, the first person they put him against is a good fighter in Ricky Bandejas. Mm, I'm a big Ricky fan, too. Oh, yeah. And, man, Patchy fan. did exactly what he's called the human backpack. Yep. Anybody that trains with him out of Jackson Wink will talk about don't let Patrick Mix get to your back. If he gets to your back, you can't get him off. And we're talking guys that have been 
UFC champions that are much bigger weights because Patchy is a bantamweight. And I'm just happy to see him in the bantamweight division because all of a sudden that division is getting really strong. And we're going to see what Patrick Mix does Saturday night. But I think this is a really good matchup. Another, he's got a good grappler against him. But what he does is special. When he hits the ground or he gets into a clinch position because you know he even he didn't I don't even think he hit the he ground with Van no. It was gets into a clinch with all sudden he's on the back and going for a choke and Van was a step behind the entire way. So what he does, he does something that I, I love to do as well, is he'll shoot for the single and go right to the body lock. And right when he goes to the body lock, he kinda like Tilt. shucks them by and dips his head to the side, gets and goes right to jump into the back. He did that with Ricky Bendejas, got right to the back, finished the, the rear naked from the back. Now, to touch on what you were talking about with uh, Jackson Wink and all the fighters that are out of there, that's all they talk about. Talk about how good he is on the ground, how good he is when he gets to your back. He gets to side control, he gets to the half guard. He's trying to take your back in every position that he is. Now also, Juan Archuleta went down there a little bit and was able to train a little bit, and he came back saying, no, he's legit. Yeah. He's the real deal. He's, he's legit good everywhere, but he's definitely good on the ground. And he, like, if he gets to your back, he's hard as fuck to get off. And when you hear guys like Juan Archuleta talk yep. about the other fighters like that, there's no hate involved. It just no, you, you got to like, look and hey, go, okay, that's for real. Respect, recognize and respect kind of thing. Very, um, it, it really opened my eyes to like, hey, I want to watch this guy fight. I want to see him fight. And when he came out and did what he did to Ricky Minnehouse, I was like, yeah, and Juan, Juan Archuleta had gone three rounds into yes. a decision yep. with Ricky Bandejas the fight before. Yep. So, you know, Juan, you know, truth knows truth. And when you're, you know, you're a true fighter and Juan Archuleta is, he knows when he's working out with another guy who is the truth and patchy mix. He's going to put a mark on the Bellator uh, contender yeah. series map for the Bantamweights because... Got a couple of guys in there now. He goes down at 135. You got Gallagher down there. You got the champ in Horiguchi. You got now Patch Mix. It's getting good. He's long and lanky too, which kind of like falls into that Ricky Mendejas, long and lanky. Yep. Strabanimal, James Gallagher, long and lanky. They're all kind of the same long body style. Caldwell, mm -hmm. long and lanky. They're all that same kind of body style of long and lanky. I mean, he fits right into that mix. I'm excited to see where it leads. But he's got to get past uh, his opponent. Yeah, he's got to get past. Chapman's a really good wrestler. He's he's got a good wrestling background. He's a good submission guy. I just don't think that he has the submission skills to give mixed problems. Yeah, I have to. I actually have to agree with you. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm no. just saying that everywhere that mix is good, mix is better than him a little bit everywhere. Yeah. Not you know, it's like there's not one area where he can excel. Now it's the fight game. That's why we fight the fight. We That's see it. exactly what happens. And All it takes anyone can be beat. Like in any sport, anyone can be beat on any given night, any given day. Um, next. Next is going to be a fight that was supposed to be Paul Daly against Sabah Homasi. That was going to be. That was going to be a good fight because Homasi just likes to come out and throw big bombs. But I got to give credit to the man in Syed Awad yep. stepping up saying, I want that fight. I don't know why he said he wants that fight. <laughs> I got to talk to him about why he wants that fight because going into this, you got to look at Paul Daly, 60 MMA fights, probably has 35 knockouts. 
in those 60 MMA fights was just telling you how much power he has. He has the best left hook in, in MMA. I, I don't care what anyone says. Bring me the guy that's got a better one. He, it's, it's powerful. It's fast. He hits it from different angles. He is, he's been called Semtex for a reason. He is explosive. And he's a handful. And if you're looking at Awad as a fighter, Awad is that stand-up guy that has a big right hand who likes to throw big bombs. So you got to figure that Syed is going to stand with Paul Daly and exchange and get into this gunslinging battle. That's usually not the way you come out with a win against Paul Daly. Yeah, I'm not going to even get into what side does really well. I'm going to get into one thing. We talk about this all the time. Confidence is key. Saad Awad is coming off three. Possibly, I think, is it four or three? I think three it's four, three, yeah. three, three losses in a row. Yeah. From Gertz to... We, we had Gertz, Yamauchi was his Yamauchi, last one, and Benson Henderson. And Benson Henderson. So that's the three that, I'm, that I can and recall. The, let's, let's make this clear. Benson Henderson was a decision. Gertz was a split decision, and Yamauchi's the one that we talked to him before. I talked to him, and I said, you know, all right, you know where this guy is good. Are, are you going to end up, if you go to the ground, are you going to just work your way to get back up? And he told me right away, he goes, no. He goes, I, John, I'm good on the ground. Whole thing with, you know, his last submission was a broken hand thing. And I'm thinking, eh, it's just not the way I look at if with, with Goichi. You want to get him back to his feet. If there's a place that I'm going to say that he's not going to hurt me as much, it's going to be on the feet. And it was exactly what I thought would happen. Goichi kind of lulls him into going to the ground with him. He goes for the submission. Awad does exactly what he should. He passes the head, keeps him safe. And now it's a matter of let me push and let me get myself up. And instead he goes towards hitting with a hammer fist. That just allows Yamauchi to get his hips back in. Now he gets the legs past the head. Now it's tight. And once it's set, man, you're getting out of it, especially early in the fight when you're dry. That was, I mean, hopefully it was a lesson for Syed because you got to look at these things and you got to learn something from it and say, you know what? I made the mistake. I said I was going to be okay there. I tried to go after him. I need to be smarter in the, in the beginning of a fight with a submission guy like that. Take no chances. There's no submission threat this fight. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's no submission threat, but there's None. no threat of the big left hook. Now, if he was to now, say... Now, there is a submission threat with Awad because Awad does yeah. have a very good darse. Yes, I'm not saying that he doesn't, but I'm saying he's got to get him down to that position, or at least to his hands and knees, yep. to start setting up that darse. And the question is... Can he do it? Yeah. And, I don't, and, yeah. and I'm not trying to knock his wrestling. I'm just saying, look... You've lost the three in a row. Your confidence is probably not what it should be, like it was when you were before the three and zero or the zero and three. Okay, and then now you're going against someone. He was on a four-fight win streak. And now you're going up in weight. By the way, you're going to one seventy to fight, which I think is a good thing. Because you don't believe in. Let's talk about that. No, (laughs) it's not. But it is. He doesn't have to cut weight. He's gonna. He was in shape Mm -hmm. for his fight on October fourth. It's going to be October, what, 26th. Yes. That's no time. So all he had to do was, you know, take a little bit of time off, just hit a couple little areas, keep himself maintained, and now he doesn't have to cut weight. Yeah, 
I've seen him already. He looks phenomenal. He looks like he's always in phenomenal shape. He comes from a good camp. You know, he trains out of the, uh, the garage. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, that's the guy. Comes uh, out of the training lab with the training lab and TJ the guys. and Archuleta, <clears throat> Georgia Carcanian. So he has a good group. He's going to be in shape. He's got to avoid Paul Daly's big left hook. Ooh. And he's got to remember that Paul Daly's fought a lot better wrestlers than him. So wasting a lot of energy on the takedown wouldn't be smart. No. Okay, that only opens up the stand-up for Paul Daly to knock you out once you guys are separated. So, look, he's got a tough task ahead of him. And I, I, oh, I, yeah. There is, like you said, we fight the fights to see, you, you know, what can happen on that night. Look, but you got to love a guy that steps up. A hundred percent. There gotta is love no doubt that I love <coughs> the fact that he stepped up. And, like, I'm going to say this because BJ Penn told me this, and it has stuck with me for my whole life. I don't have to be better than him every single day. I just have to be better than him that one night. That's true. And that's the one thing that always stuck with me. And he told me that right before I fought Gilbert Roland is the first time and I went out there and I had a great performance. Is I don't need to be better than him my whole camp. I need to be better than him the last two weeks for Asada Wad. I need to be better than him in camp this last two weeks. He just needs to be better than him on that one night. And it puts it in perspective. Like, look, if I go out there and perform to my ability, like he, he can, he could finish, he could end up finishing uh, Paul Daly. Huh? But he's got a tough task ahead of him. That's 100%. But yeah, you got to look at it. He has fought tough guys throughout mm -hmm. his career. So he's used to fighting the tough guy. Yeah, Paul carries more power, I think, than anybody he's ever faced. Yeah. And, and whenever you're facing a guy like that, you got to be careful. Yep. But, you know, he's, he's been against tough guys before. He's been against, you know, ex-champions. I love the fact that he says, you know, he called and said, hey, I want that fight. Yeah. He wanted it. That's why he got it. Okay. Maybe he knows something that nobody else does. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> that was two different ways of looking yeah. at it. Last one. Championship fight. Welterweight Grand Prix final. I know who you think's going to win. This is the World Grand Prix. I know who you think's going to win. Yeah, and I'm a huge, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a huge Roy, Mc, uh, Roy McDonald fan. Okay. I don't care what he said about him not being ready. The guy is a fighter to the to his bones. Yeah. There's no doubt he's a fighter all the way to his bones. Otherwise, he wouldn't still be standing here getting ready to fight on Saturday night. Look, all that aside, Douglas Lima sat across that cage the first time. He looked him right in the eye and was like, holy shit, that's Rory McDonald. That's Rory McDonald. I'm yep. about to fight Rory McDonald. Oh, my God, am I ready for this? He was. I think he was second-guessing himself. I do, too. I think... He was the champion, acting like he was the challenger. And I think this Saturday night, he sees all the things that happened from that fifth round. He's just playing it over and over in his head. Like, I knew I could get up. I knew I could get up in the fifth round. I just didn't do it. He's like, and I went back, I'm killing myself. And you see, I think, the performances that he's had throughout this welterweight World Grand Prix tournament, knockouts and finishes, Okay. Choked out Korishkov, yep. knocked out MVP. Yep. Pretty I good. I mean, that's pretty good. Whereas Rory had the tougher match. No, I wouldn't say tougher match. Tough they had the tougher match. tougher. He made I'm them tougher. He made them yeah. they, were hard, they were longer, man. Yeah. He ended Ten up fighting rounds. five rounds, 10 rounds. Ten rounds. John Fitch, just a grinding pace of just someone hanging out on your ankles. But and Fitch, the, Fitch did what Fitch does. Fitch yeah, and in, I think he it, almost got fitched. And in the he almost got fitched. He almost got fitched. <laughs> let's not recall. Let's not. Re, let's not. Uh, yeah, that's true. I forget I, that. I think that was the fight where I and I think it was even in the middle of the fight, Rory was questioning, "Is this what I want to still do?" It's not even that. It is. It is. He said that. That's what he was questioning. But here's the thing. 
Fighters, certain guys like John Fitch will make you do that. Oh, yeah, because he is nothing but a wet, yeah. hot, stinky-ass blanket that just keeps being tossed over your yeah. head that you can't get rid of. There's nothing you can do. Like, you shake him off the leg, he goes to Didn't the mean ankle. to say any bad things about you, John, but the stinky part, but it's the truth. It's just, you know, he's a guy that you have got to prepare for the fact of for him to be successful, he's going to be just stuck to you like glue. Yeah. You've got to be able to say, this is going to be okay. I'm going to get myself out of these positions, and then I'm going to do my thing. And, and at times, Rory did. Yeah. But not enough. I'm going to relate to you guys. I'm going to, I want, because every, look, every time there's an opportunity, I can try to relate uh, my personal experiences with what's going on. I fought a guy um, in Bam Bam Healy, in, in Pat Healy. Yeah. And I gotta tell you guys, in the beginning of the third round, he took me down. And I knew that it was the, the fight was 1-1. I lost the second and I won the first. There was moments when he took me down. As I was taking me down, I was telling myself, just pull guard, it's okay. No one will care, they'll understand, you know, that like you lost a close decision, whatever. And as I'm telling myself that body awareness is just your body just after 20 years of doing it, I just started slowly standing back up. But in that moment, though, I had never had this moment ever happen to me before. Someone like Pat Healy, who was pretty much a replica of John Fitch, of John Fitch Absolutely. had me questioning whether I ever wanted to fight again or whether it was okay to just quit at that moment. I was like, screw this fight. I'll move on to the next one. I don't care. But it was it was that fight, and John Fitch has that way of doing it, and I don't blame Roy McDonald for feeling that way. No, I've been through there. No one wants to be waterboarded. No, and that's <laughs> what fighting John Fitch is like yeah. at times: is you're being waterboarded. Great comparison. Because he just is suffocating. Yes, it's very You know, and that's awesome. It's a matter of, I really like what I saw out of Roy in fighting Neiman, Neiman. Gracie. A lot of people did not appreciate that performance because I don't think that they're giving Neiman Gracie the credit he deserves as a fighter. He has progressed so far. You look at his win against Ed Ruth and what he did. He's the real deal, and he's this far from being the guy. Yep. And Rory fought a very smart, tactical, and well-thought-out fight against Neiman. It went the distance, but he absolutely clearly won the fight. And in this coming in, I think both guys know, you know, when, the, when they're standing across from each other and they're looking at each other in the media days and things like that, they know, both of them know, I got to go through hell. I, I, this is going to fucking suck. Mm -hmm. You know? I've had that experience. Yeah. And with we're, one we're, guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know going in, well, it ain't going to be fun, no. so I might as well fucking do something to make it fucking worthwhile. Yeah, I would say a million dollars is worthwhile. Bingo. Um, look, to touch on this though, with Roy McDonald, he needs to have he needs to have an answer for that leg kick. If he doesn't have an I answer for the leg kick, the fight's done. I think. Okay, let me ask you a simple question. You got a guy that's a great leg kicker. Take him down. Okay, that's one way, <laughs> that's and you're it. absolutely right. I answered. Absolutely takes it away. So if I'm going to be in the stand up, uh -huh. what do I have to do to limit that leg kick? Well, he can start off by switching his stance, or he can just stay inside the kicking range. Bingo! Yeah. Now you just said it. All right. I cannot stay. I got two places that I can be. Yeah. I can be in that boxing range, or I can be stuck pressed on him, stuck, to, stuck like glue. 
or I can put them on the ground. There's my three spots to be, but the one place I know I cannot be is at range and kicking. And so if he's smart, yep. he's always controlling that. Rory does a great job of tactically moving guys. And if you see Rory moving Lima outside of that black circle that is in the middle of the ring towards that cage, you're going to see he will always set somebody up for his right hand. You talk about the pawing over. He'll use it as a jab, but he knows that if I can get him towards that cage, his back against the cage, I can bring my pressure in, and now his head can't go back. It's yeah. going to hit the cage, and I'm going to start to throw. He's great at that. Lima needs to know I need to keep my back off of the cage. That's where I need to be because then I can always, as he closes distance, I can create distance and still land that leg kick. I think the confidence of Lima this fight versus last fight will be the key. That's one. Two is, I think Lima also understands that he needs to keep this fight in the center of the cage. Yeah. Okay, he needs to make sure that he stays on his feet. Take he, a look at take yeah, a look at where he did well campus. in the first fight. Yep. It was always when he was in the center. But I want to remind people, this is a five-round fight. This is for the World Welterweight uh, Grand Prix. This is the finals. Winner gets a million dollars, but also, Five rounds, every round, the fight starts on the feet. Yep. And every opportunity Lima has to kick that calf, that will be the telltale sign of what Rory's plan is. Because if he can't get the takedown early, okay, I think it's going to be a really long or possibly short night for Rory McDonald. Because I give another, for instance, not with me this time, Justin Wilcox had taken, I can't remember the guy's name. Stepanian. Stepanian. The sniper. A ton of kicks to that calf. He then later came back from his from after that fight and he couldn't after six months i had kicked him one time to the calf and he's like don't kick me there he was still wearing a shin pad over it and said i can't be kicked there like, i can't walk basically i can't yeah. walk six months later well we're not six months later deep after like his last fight and so he needs to understand like that kick is going to have lasting effects if he kicks him again within i say the next i say three or four kicks you'll see Roy limping well, I think it's the same thing as you. Maybe not when, even when we were talking to, you know, Michael Venom Page about facing Douglas Lima, one of the things that you know he talked about that he and his coach had game plan for was that kick, and he said he goes, look, at, we've already made the thing. I can take one of those around. One around. One around. He goes, if I'm taking more than one around, I'm I'm gonna have a problem, and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and it was that kick. They ended up taking him off of his feet and ended up allowing Douglas Lima to come up with a, a right hand to put him out. So it didn't have the effect of prolonging this damage that put him into a position where he couldn't fight, but it was still that kick that created the situation that led to Douglas Lima knocking him out. All right, I'm going to put Big John on the spots, everyone. Give me your winner. Oh, I can't do that, man. I, I'm going to be calling the fight. That's, you can't do that. How weak is you that? You can't do that. How that is weak. not right, but I will tell you this. I expect more out of you. The Big best John. part of I am now being professional for the first time in my life. Don't expect me to okay. be that way. <laughs> Just letting you guys know. Don't expect me to be that way. It's not right for the guy that's going to be calling the fight to, to pick a winner. That's just the way it is. But you know and I know both guys can win. Yes. And, it, and it, that's what makes this the great fight that it is. I, I love the fact that both these guys have come through that tournament. And now they're presented with this position of Rory's got something to prove. He does. And that's an unusual thing for the champion to have something to prove in this fight. Doug has something to prove. 
he lost his title to this man, Rory McDonald, two years ago, basically. And this is his chance to not only get that title back, but to become the Grand Prix champion and to put a million dollar check in his bank account for his family. So that's a big, beautiful, giant bowed present that he gets to unwrap possibly, but it's gonna take the fight of his life to do it. Okay, does, I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys who I'm gonna go for, but I'll tell you towards the end. Okay, look, does Douglas Lima, if he wins, he's redeemed all of his losses. In Bellator, if he beats Roy McDonald, if he wins, is he the best welterweight in the world? First off, I don't think he redeems all of his losses. He's got one against a guy named Ben Askren that I think if they fought wow. now is a completely different story. But he's got that loss and he can't get it back. He can't get it back. That's what, and I'm, so the ones he can yeah. get back. My but point. is he the best welterweight in the world? Styles make matchups. It, it does, and I, and I'm looking at there's there's just. You know, different guys out there. Kamaru Usman, you know, if you would have asked me, can Douglas Lima beat Tyron Woodley? And I know you you have a, a great, you know, deal of love for Tyron. I do. I think Douglas Lima beats Tyron Woodley. Okay. When it comes to Kamaru Usman, it really depends on the wrestling part. Because Kamaru's going to close space and try to take mm -hmm. Douglas down. Douglas is very hard to take down. But if Kamaro's able to get multiple takedowns in that fight, he's going to win that fight. If Douglas is able to keep himself on his feet, he's going to eat Kamaro up on his feet, and he's going to get the win. So is it possible he's the best welterweight in the world? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a question that, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to answer because yeah. it should be that eventually we are able to get those guys together yeah. and we answer that question. But he definitely has a stake in claiming that he's the best welterweight fighter in the world. 100%. Okay, guys, I'm gonna give you guys my pick because I'm not professional. But if you guys want to hear, <laughs> if you guys want to hear my pick, tune in on the Zone on Saturday night. And I'll ah! Fight. You cheating? <laughs> but I like that. All right. That's good, so, baby. That's good. You guys, thanks for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Please hit the thumbs up. That helps share our video to everybody else that you guys would like to see our videos. All the MMA content will be shared as well. Also, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Spotify, everything uh, else, everything else that you possibly think of, we are on there. So do that. You can also follow me at, at the Real Punk on Twitter and Instagram, and Big John, John McCarthy MMA Instagram and Twitter. You guys, make sure you guys tune in this weekend for Bellator Friday and Saturday night. Two big dog shows. You guys can see Bellator MMA this Friday and Saturday night. Saturday night on the Zone.